All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Business of Fitness podcast brought to you by the NC Fit Collective. I'm here with two great friends, one of which I've known forever, uh, Miranda and Julian, and they're from Street Parking, which I am more than impressed with and uh, couldn't, couldn't be more proud of the accomplishments that these two have had. So today our goal is, is very simple. Understand the business side of the street parking. Understand what's going on. How you guys got to where you guys are at. A lot of people have been seeing you guys from the outskirts. I want to know, get underneath the hood and see what's going on. You guys have been more than impressive to me and I can't wait to dial it in. So Miranda Julian, we're going to do a 25 minute AMRAP. Does that sound good? Okay. Cool. Sounds good. And let's go ahead and get this thing started in three, two, one, and let's go. Okay. So Miranda, I've known you for, you know, over 10 years. You've competed at the CrossFit Games. Uh, Julian, you have as well. I think, Julian, you got a lot of recognition last year for qualifying for the games, but then deciding not to do it because you were having baby Knox, who's now nine months old. Yeah, almost 10 months. Mm -hmm. A couple days, yeah. And then, you know, you ended up pursuing street parking, both of you guys. So over the last year and a half, year and a half, you've grown an online business from no members to now, you know, thousands and thousands worldwide. And I am one of the guys, again, who's thoroughly impressed. So what do you guys think... um, you know, one of the problem with online programming is the sense of community. So kind of what are the nuts and bolts of street parking? Can you give us an idea of what is street parking and what makes you guys different from other programs? So I think the, um, the programming itself is one piece. Uh, the way that street parking was created was we were both really busy. I was traveling a lot before I found out I was pregnant. And what we found was every time we posted a workout online that was like with dumbbells or super simple people were tagging each other like crazy. And then if he were to post like a 225 snatch rope climb workout, people liked it, but no one was tagging their buddy like, hey, let's try to do this. So I was like, we should post our workouts and like let people follow them. So that was the idea at first. And then I was like, you know, we should get Wattify going so that people can compare their scores and like create a little community. And, And so I think the workouts in themselves, how accessible they are, I think there's tons of, um, competition programming out there it's super saturated but simple programming that people can follow with very minimal equipment it was wide open for us so that that's the first reason i would say that so so you're 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 in the garage and so your 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 programming is is focused on for in the garage at home people case in point street parking so maybe maybe we could just tell us a little bit more about like the methodology behind it so people get to work out every day they could i mean what 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 happens Right. So the way it works is like every day we program a workout that, you know, you can either do with a pair of dumbbells or a barbell or so we do three different versions of the workout, sometimes three, mostly just the dumbbell and barbell version of a workout. So everybody, no matter what equipment they have at home, they can still do the same workout. Obviously, it's just a different version, but it makes it easy for someone who has you know, either they're going to a gym or they're staying at home, they can still do a workout there. Or if someone's traveling at a hotel gym, uh, most hotel gyms have uh, dumbbells. Or if you're tra- anywhere, right, you can still do the same workout that the whole community is doing and, uh, you know, keeps it short, simple and sweet. And that way you can continue on with your day to day. We don't program a lot of like rope climbs. We don't program a lot of um we do have program C, which sometimes we'll throw in like a bike or a rower or a GHD if people do have that stuff. But for the most part, if you have, like he said, like a set of dumbbells or a bar and some plates, that's 
90% of the workouts you're going to be able to do just with those two things. I remember when we first started this too, like I, I was, uh, the workouts that got a lot of attention was when I was training I was my cousin. <laughs> like my cousin was, it, back then it was like the Asada boys, but it was literally my cousin who, you know, drinker, you know, typical Mexican stereotype, you know, just, <laughs> and then my neighbor too, right? Like got an Asada on the weekends, Tecates, all that stuff. But then they got uh, motivated by watching my journey through the CrossFit stuff. And then obviously they were big fans of Miranda and they're like, hey, you know what? Like I want to do this so i actually started them with dumbbells yeah. which made it a lot easier for me to show them workouts and it was less for me because they were actually doing the same workouts i was doing when i was training for regionals in the open and they were like wow this is cool and then a lot of people latched onto that because they saw like a crossfit games athlete doing it and then an asada boy which is the typical everyday or just beginning their journey and we were doing the same thing and it was just funny capturing like both sides because we were both dying you know we just made it scalable and, and, and doable for my cousin. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, a couple things on that. First off, at regionals, you obviously qualify for the games. Doing a lot of street parking-ish type oh, yeah. stuff, yeah, right? Sure, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think a lot of people underestimate the value of, um, you know, different types of implements, right? I think a lot of people for, for years and years and years, you know, looked at the complexity as like this sexy thing. Handstand push-ups, rope climbs, snatching, whatever. But I think there's a lot of elegance in these um just simple movements and they crush you right i mean you guys put together mainly dumbbell style workouts that just that are getting people i mean how effective i'm sure you guys get testimonials all the time right all oh, yeah. the time people that like did way better than in the open this year so there's the competitive side but people like uh i look better than when i was going to my gym all the time i like i'm doing so much better the community is so strong but uh, just to like toot your horn a little bit like when he was training for regionals he was super stressed out um, because he was running his kitchen business also at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I used you as an example of like, well, this is how Jason, because he'd be yeah, like, how did Jason, how do, did Jason it? do it? Like, do it? Like, like, I don't have time to train. And I would tell him all the time, I'm like, you don't need this many hours. Just go in twice a day for like 30 minutes and just rally yourself and you'll be yeah. fine. Well, yeah. we, we used to call it the Gotta Go program, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and Miranda used to hate the Gotta Go program because I would come into the gym and, you know, she'd be sitting there for like an hour putting on her knee sleeves and I'd run in there. I'd be like, Miranda, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm going to turn this clock on. When that clock hits five, we're going. And, and, and if you want to go, like, that's all good. If you want to wait, that's your prerogative, but we got to get going, you know? And, and that, that kind of falls in line with the, you know, a thing that I try and incorporate in my life, which is this idea of AMRAP mentality where, you, you know, when you're doing something, you kind of treat it like an AMRAP and in the middle of an AMRAP, like what we were doing earlier today, even though it was a partner AMRAP, it's you're present and focused on whatever you're doing. And then you move on to the next thing, you know, with you guys, your business, you obviously have your fitness, which kind of correlate, of course, so, do, so does mine. And then you have your family, right? You have you guys, you have baby Knox and, I think it's important that throughout the duration of the day, you kind of segment that because it, it gets challenging to segment it, right? And especially when your business and your fitness overlap. And then when you guys work together and then, you know, so sometimes you'll be trying to play with baby Knox, but also on the phone and you'll be doing this, you're doing that. And it's tough, you know, but I think by prioritizing those different focuses, it allows you to get more work done in less time similar to like a regular AMRAP. I think one of the things that also we've noticed is that how much simplicity goes such a long way because I remember I would get so frustrated when I would listen to trainers overcomplicate things or words or drop all their school knowledge on you. But that doesn't make a good trainer, right? Like I didn't go to school. I just went to get my level one. I read the QuickBooks. I took a test. I went to get my level two really quickly. And then, but at the end of the day, I kept stressing to my cousins and stuff like that. It's not that hard. 
card and I can show you. And he saw that, right? And then same thing, like in this, what we apply to our everyday members, it's not that hard. It's literally like pick up a pair of dumbbells. We want you guys to just move move. one day at a time. And eventually you're going to start catching on that. This is how you adopt a fitness lifestyle. And it's not that complicated. And I think people have really overcomplicated with tempo, this with blocks, this with jerks, percentage, this, this, the everyday doesn't have time for that. The everyday are still learning how to squat properly. The everyday is still learning how to just move in a functional way. And I think once we realize that, that's what really just kept continue uh, our, our motivation to like simplify things and keep it that way and making sure that our community is not a competitive um, community. We it's, won't allow it to be. If people try to like no rep each other on videos they're posting yeah, in yeah, our Facebook group and times. stuff, we'll, yeah. we shut that down so fast. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's just about moving. It's about getting out in your garage, getting after it, right? Exactly. Which I totally get. I mean, your business model to me is this. You, you've taken a lot of the excuses out of it. You've dropped the price point down from a CrossFit membership, right? From 219, let's just say. Right, right, right. right. You've taken out the excuse of getting your car and I'm going to go, right? We experience this at Corporate Wellness all the time. You know, our clients, uh, it's, it's funny how this works. You know, when, when, when our clients, when we have a gym on site, the participation is so much better than when the gym is off site and the employees have to go off site. And so for you guys, you've kind of built a gym on site, right? Like I have a garage gym, of course. I know you guys do too. It makes it so much easier when you just go outside, get after it, and then get on with your day. So I think what you've done is you've kind of taken this market. You've said, okay, I want to simplify the movements. I want to make it accessible. And ultimately, you want to leverage your guys' likeness, right, to kind of create this brand. I think you guys have done a really good job. You've been – one of the things I've noticed, again, from the outsider's perspective is you've came up with a message, and you've stayed very consistent with it. I think sometimes in business, it's easy to kind of be like, okay, this is a shiny new object. I'm going to go here. Well, it's not working as well as we want. We're going to shift here. And it's not working. We're going to shift here. But for you guys, you guys kind of identified, hey, this is what we want to do. And you guys have really stuck to it. So my question for you guys is on the business side, one of the things I imagine that's the hardest thing for you guys is attrition or retention, right? So how do you maintain, how do you create, you know, I saw yesterday at regionals, you guys had 50 people show up for a workout. That's phenomenal, right? And I always see on social media, you guys do a really good job of capturing videos and creating this sense of community. One of the reasons why our retention rate is so high at our gyms is because obviously there's a coach and community to kind of foster it, right? But you guys don't have that. So what types of things do you guys do? Because I know you guys work really hard on this. And I know you have a whole team that is now helping with this. A lot of people don't know that, right? And so tell me from a from a business perspective, what are the kind of things you guys do from a retention community perspective? So when I had my gym, because I had a CrossFit gym in 2008 to 2011, one of the things that I knew, actually one of the things that I learned as a personal trainer before I had my gym was people will quit a program. They will not quit a relationship. And so it's like, I've always known that uh, our community and our relationship with our members is just as important as our workouts, if not more important. And that's hard to do online. Mm -hmm. We have a Facebook group that we're super active on. So if every single post that goes in that group one of us at least will comment and there's four of us commenting. And is that a closed group or no? It's a, it's a private group for members only. You get kicked out if you, you, you know, if you cancel and you get added right away once you sign up and people love it. Like people have created some serious friendships on there and they post every single day. There's 4,500 people posting in there now and we will comment on every single post. Um, the other thing that we do is on Instagram, same thing. Any time street parking is hashtagged, you will get at least one comment from one of us Really, on every single hashtag. And that stuff takes so much time. I personally, until Tuesday, because I finally hired someone to help me, 
have answered every single administrative email that has come in from like, it, like you're canceling, you're joining, you have a question about your account. I've answered every single one personally. Wait, wait, so, so wait, hang on. You're telling me you haven't just competed at the CrossFit Games, became popular through CrossFit, <laughs> and this business didn't just fall in your lap? Is that what's happening? <laughs> no, I'm like nursing my child at 8 p.m. and then answering emails till 2 a.m. and then nursing him again and going to sleep till 8 a.m. and then waking up and repeat. Like it's not, it's been crazy. I think like what happens is once you realize that um, this business is. I think what happens sometimes with athletes is that they think that things should be given to them because of their accomplishments, mm -hmm. but the accomplishments got given to them because of the people that followed their journey, right? And once you realize that this street parking is um, the way it is because of our members, and they we're grateful for every single one of them. So when each one of them comes out to see us for their, you know, the member meetup and stuff like that, we let them know like, hey, we truly are so grateful thank you for taking the time to come out and see us you know not like oh you came and see us cool you know yeah. it's not like it we actually value not like set, we don't like set up a table to sign autographs and shit for them that's so cheesy no, like, like we're working out with them and we're like giving them stuff and yeah like that you yeah. know it's kind of one of those things when, when a member posts on social media uh, on their uh, instagram or facebook that hey like i pr today Usually, if you're at a gym, you have people that you ring a bell or you right. have people like, hey, good job, or the coach to tell you good job. So if someone's at home doing workouts on their own and they post that they did a PR, whether it be like, oh, I, I did two pull-ups today, we're on there like, good job, keep it up. Like, we're watching you, What you know, all, we're watching all of you guys, whether you think so that, or not. That That's really cool. I mean, I think what's really hitting home for me is, you know, since I started competing years and years ago, I've always felt like... You know, if I ever got to the point where I was too cool to shake somebody's hand or take a picture, mm -hmm. that person should slap me in the face and be like, yeah. dude, who do you think you are, man? Like, you started off in a dirt ranch and you've, like, without these people there, mm -hmm. this would right. not be possible. And don't get it twisted any other way, right? I mean, the sponsorship deals and things like that, they don't come without the people, right? right. And a business is founded and built on your customers, right? And, like, you know, we believe at our gym we have to renew our members every single day, mm -hmm. Right. They're one bad experience away from canceling. And yeah. so when they come in the gym, how do we service them as much as possible? And how do we continue to evolve as a business? And you guys are basically taking what we do at on brick and mortar and you guys are just translating that into digital. And I mean, talking about this, like I had no idea. I mean, that's, that's really interesting. I, mean, I know what you guys are doing, but I didn't know that on every single hashtag, on, on the private group, obviously I'm not in the private group. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can talk to you again. I'm not. I'm <laughs> um, but you know, I'm not on the private group. The hashtag makes total sense to me. All the emails, different types of things. Now it's you know now it's grown. And I think one of the things that you guys have done really well as a business, and I'm just looking again from the outsider's perspective, is yesterday I get up there, I see you guys this community in the in the corner of the bleachers. Really cool. You collaborated. You brought them together. You guys are obviously doing really well. But what I really liked about it is I said, oh, so how's your team going? Right? Just curious. You're like, well, you know, we have a new person who's helping us out with vlogs. I said, okay, that's cool because the vlogs, based on our conversation, further ingrain the community, show them a humanized perspective of you guys, mm -hmm. right? So that's cool. Okay, so you brought them on. You have another uh, gentleman who helps a lot of the um, back end stuff. You're not even talking about bringing on some people for the accounting and finance side. So it shows me that, you know, as you guys have grown, you haven't became necessarily greedy. You've recognized that the only way to scale and grow and develop is by bringing on a team. I mean, is that, is that kind of what you guys have realized over the years? Well, that's what we've talked about. It's like, well, we could like, you know, be like, oh, well, let's keep this firing for another year and just keep all the money. And then who cares? Like we made a bunch of money, but um, we want again to like create something that's good for our members. And two of us is not enough people. We're going to miss hashtags and we're going to miss emails or take too long to get back to people. Or we're going to 
you know, not have as high a quality of the videos that we're putting out. And, you know, his job is basically to make sure everything's filmed as far as like our demos and our training tip videos and all that stuff. And my job has been to like answer emails and I program the workouts. And, and so like that stuff takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we needed that team for sure. On that note. So tell me a little bit more. So the social side, I love, uh, building up a team. I love what kind of additional content are you providing to add value for that $19 a month? Because I know it's not just programming. I know it's not just getting back to hashtags. Right. So I think uh, many things that we do, we started this thing where we actually go live on every single one of our workouts now. We're always a day ahead of the program. Yeah. So that members can like, it's kind of funny what it's evolved to now, right? Members will log on and they'll now chat with each they're other. Like hey, with how did you do today while, they while they're watching us? So not only are they watching us do the workout so they can see, hey, like we, we do our programming too. Like we, you know, and um, then we'll later on, we'll do the tips on the workout so people can, you know, we can help them out as, as far as that goes as well. And then, um, I mean, like how many gyms, like, cause I know that that's like most of what you, who your audience is, how cool would it be if they saw the night before the workout, the trainer that's going to take them through that workout, doing the workout? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, that's something we've really started incorporating. So we do something called the NC fit collective, which is session plans and programming that we put out on our, our app to different gyms around the world. So we're more business to business where you guys are more business, business to consumer, but yeah, we do a lot of the workouts and you're right. We don't do all of them. And it would be cool if, if every one of them we did, because not only do we have a better impression of what it's going to flow like, like you guys, you and I just did, or we all just did a workout right now that's coming up, but we do a lot of them. The hard thing as a gym owner is I also like to take classes. So it's like this, I got to balance. That's similar like, though. You're doing it with them. That's similar. Yeah, of course. yeah. Like I like doing the workout in the class because it also humanizes like the coach is allowed to coach me and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. like the person, but, um, so I think, so, so as far as like educational tools, though, what are you guys providing to your consumer? So we'll do like Mobility Monday posts and we, the, again, like we can cater it to what the programming has been like. He'll be like, anybody else's hip super tight from what we did two days ago? Like, right. here's some ways that I like to mobilize it. We'll do Technique Tuesdays where we'll like go over things like little things like the hook grip or, you know, same things you would learn in class. Um, usually for the technique stuff, we'll do it for a workout that's coming up later in the week. We'll be like, here's a bunch of different ways to scale pull-ups. Here's a way to try to get closer to getting toes to bar. We do those on Tuesdays a lot of the time. Um, I've been filming my own personal warm-ups. Like I literally just put the camera up and I'll film myself warming up so people can see um, how I warmed up for a workout. Uh, we do a recipe every single Thursday. We mm -hmm. do newsletters with like all sorts of write-ups, like at least and, once and or twice a month. Molly helps with the recipes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. right. She's she's excellent with that. Uh, so on, on on that note though, um, so you you've reduced the level of complexity, right? So at our gym we have NC30, NC45, NC60, which 30 is um, kind of like rowers, wall balls, kettlebells, less complexity, so you don't need as much time, right? You don't need an hour. Whereas maybe our 60s is more traditional cross where we do snatching and rope climbing, hypothetically, at our gyms. Now, do you find that with your membership um, that over time they're desiring more complexity? Or do you think they're okay with with this idea of, you know, kind of devil, devil thrusters and this and that is getting them fitter and they don't need anything different? about the like accessory programs yeah so one of the things we did notice too is we didn't want the members feeling out like they weren't getting 
um, accessories like the Oli Power. We have gymnastics. We have um, Suns Out Guns Out and the Butts and Guts program. So every Sunday and endurance. So every Sunday, that's the day where we drop all those uh, programs for people to kind of schedule it in with their training throughout the week. And and that's complimentary as part of a member? Exactly. Uh We throw that in there as well. We film every single one of those movements. We film how to scale it with, you know, all those video edits. I mean, we probably have at least... 20 videos that get posted that we film, we edit. Each one of those videos has subs and scales, program A, program B. And a complete written description too that I type out for every single workout. That's all being provided for all the members. Um, So yeah, so like, yes, because today is Sunday. Yesterday, for example, we put out um, an an Olympic lifting workout with like muscle snatching and then an EMOM of power snatches adding weight every single time. So if they want that stuff, it's there. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this has been, this is really... There's a lot of good information here because I think if you're an outsider looking in, again, you don't understand the, 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 the you know, so you guys just said, oh, you do like 20 videos a week, this and that. And, and, and that's a lot of videos. And, you know, I think what you guys are doing is, is exceptional. And I think for anybody listening who's interested in starting a digital business. Now, if you're a gym owner, I think you could take some of the things that they're talking about and implement it into your gym. Really what you guys are doing is you're engaging. And these engagements, you know, they're check-ins with members, right? They're, and every time that we have an engagement with a member, whether it's in person shaking their hand or online hashtagging them back and forth or whatever, commenting, you're further ingraining this relationship, which as you mentioned, the relationship retains this client. And so, but I do think anybody who wants to create a digital business needs to recognize that you don't just open up your doors and assume you're gonna get thousands of people doing it. You know, how long did it take you guys to kind of get the mass? Have you seen it where it just exponentially grew at one point? Or did you, did you get it to a certain point and then more people told more people? Cause it, you know, cause like for our business, once we get to like a hundred members per location, then it just goes ding, 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 ding. And then it goes from 200 to 300, 400 for for our gyms. Right. So how, how did that happen for you guys? I would say around like November of December, um, I mean, that's like a big time for us too, but the last like few months it's, it's gone, cra- gone pretty crazy. It's gone wild. It's gone. We used to average like six or so people signing up every day and now it's like 12 or more. Yeah. We were excited average. when we first started this. We were like, Oh my God, we got two, three signups today. That's so awesome. And then like, since, <laughs> you know, it took like about 10, 11 months before really with obviously 10, 11 months of pure like consistency and just sticking to your plan for a lot of people they don't have, they, 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 they just they can't go that far anymore. They're like right. two, one month, two months in, they're like, dang, like it's not where I wanted it to be. What, what do I need to change? And that's the thing, we didn't change it. We kept it we going exactly what we right. wanted. And, you know, it, it was really hard, obviously, especially during the time when, you know, bringing a new addition to the family. And But we kept it going. And then once that November time hit, it just went boom. And then the members were so, they spoke proudly of it. We got amazing feedback. And then it just really, the snowball just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, like last month alone, we had like 800 signups, you know, 800 new members. And this month alone, I think like 600. It's been like, you know, yeah, it's well, crazy. And, and, and we were talking about it. We were saying that you know, your your retention has been good, you know, not necessarily as good as a gym, which we could expect, right? Because it's an online business, right? But we're also not enrolling 800 members at one of our locations. That's that's a lot, right? So. So you, but you said, you know, in general, you track all the cancellations, which obviously we recommend. You start analyzing overall trends, right? Oh, this, you, you were saying a lot of people might sign up for a couple months. They, you know, might leave your program and go to a, a, a gym again, which is cool, right? You might be feeding some of the other. That's the number one, because I ask, like I said, I answer all the administrative emails. So people email in to cancel and every single one of them, I ask them if they have any feedback. 
I could probably count on one or maybe two hands any negative feedback we've gotten. Almost all of them are, oh, like I was deployed and now I'm home so I can go back to the gym. Or my son is old enough to go to the daycare at the gym now so I can go back. Like we've never been about like trying to like steal members from regular gyms. It's providing... Um, an answer for them during periods of time that they're not able to do it. There's some of the cancellations too that I notice is that what happens is some people aren't as big into Facebook and Instagram. And mm-hmm. that's also a big part of what latches people on is the community. Right. So people who just use Wattify. It, they just see the written They're just like, oh, okay, it's not as exciting. And okay, then it becomes just like, a you know, another thing that just won't capture them as strongly, you know, and obviously it doesn't allow for us to comment on them, you know, go on. So you get to know them. Things, yeah. things like that happen and we understand. And it's like, okay, you know, not everybody's, you know, uh, it doesn't work for everybody, but for the most part, you know, it's uh, something that people are really, really enjoying and sticking to it. The last well, thing I know we're almost done that we created that we haven't mentioned at all is um, I think we've had it for like six months now is our shift program. Mm-hmm. And three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we post a version of the workout that is extremely scaled. Like you will not see anything heavier than like 10 or 15 pound dumbbells for for women. They're not we're not having them do squat with any sort of weight they're not doing any sort of attempt at Mm pull-ups um we're air squatting to the ball now we're swinging the kettlebell only to eye level um and how's the response been from that oh man unbelievable yeah Mm -hmm. and and, and so i think what you guys have really done and i do want to know maybe i'll go over like a minute i do want to know what you guys have in the plan for the future but i think what you guys have done is you've taken something that at times seems intimidating right fitness in general not just crossfit crossfit too but intimidating and you've tried to find a way to make it inclusive. You guys have done a really good job of that. And you've utilized social channels that are at our disposal to, to do it. And you've stayed consistent with your message on a regular basis. And you then create this critical mass where once you get to a certain point, let's just say a thousand members, well, now all of a sudden you have a thousand people hashtagging, sharing, whatever. And they're just ding, 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 ding. I mean, like us in the Bay Area, you know, we have several thousand members. So when we open up a new gym, it's a lot easier to get more members because we have thousands of people to tell more people. And that's really where you guys are at right now, which is super exciting. I couldn't be more, you know, stoked for you guys. But my, my final question for you guys is what's the next step? So I know you guys are hiring up a team. You guys obviously have these accessory programs. You guys have these, uh, this, this tear down version, right? Um, what's the next one thing you guys are really focused on as a, as a business? I think one of the things we talked about is we also did notice how much like um, the bilingual thing is a big deal. I think one of the things we discussed that we have in the plan once we have the teams like really built in and and solid group, we want to take the workouts and translate them to Spanish so we can tap into the Spanish market. And which is because over there we have a good following, you know, and like uh, I think people in Mexico and uh, they're just so supportive, you know, and so that's our next step. Dude, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> low, low, lower price point yeah. in a new market, yep. right? Expanding the brand. You speak Spanish, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I'm fired up. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this is the first time I've been on the road doing this. This is really cool. You I guys hope are, we recorded it. I, no, we definitely recorded it. <laughs> and, and I hope you guys have a good day. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, all right. <laughs>